0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبه للمتقين ولا عدوان الا على الظالمين واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له اله الاولين والاخرين وَأَشَهَدُ أَنَّ نَبِيَّنَا مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ الْمُصْطَفَى الْأَمِينَ اللهم صلِّ وَسَلِّمُ وَبَارِكَ على عبدك وَرَسُولِكَ مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَىٰ آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ أَمَّا بَعْدٍ Welcome to another episode of our Tafseer page by page and inshaAllah ta'ala today we are on page number 52 of the Qur'an in Surah Ali Imran In the previous episode Allah subhanahu wa ta Mentioned to us towards the end of the episode that we did, of those verses that we covered in the last episode, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about the orality of the dunya as opposed to the akhirah, and therefore the way that the mindset of the believer should be, as opposed to the mindset of the disbeliever. And that is that this dunya has so many adornments, so many uh, trappings, so many beautifications that Allah Azzawajal has placed within it from wealth, from property, from people and, 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 and people sometimes who are dear and close to us, of our children and other people who Allah has placed certain boundaries between us and them because they are members for example of the opposite gender and so all of these are different temptations that are found in the dunya. All of these things a person can use for the most part in ways that are pleasing to Allah so a person can get married. A person can have children and, and have those children raised in a way that is pleasing to Allah A person can have wealth and spend in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person can have property and other things and use those things in means and ways that are pleasing to Allah But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that all of these things are temporary. What is better than this, is that a person focuses on the Akhirah. And when you focus on the Akhirah, then by default, you will do these things with the dunya that are pleasing to Allah Azza wa Jal, your wealth, your family. You will use them in ways that are pleasing to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala because your focus is already on the akhirah. As opposed to someone whose focus is so much on the dunya, then on the other occasion they'll say, Oh yes, we need to go and pray Eid, for example. Or it's Ramadan, let's read some Quran. Or once in a lifetime they will go and perform Hajj. And so that's because their focus is so diluted that it is something which is. A once in a while experience their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But someone who each and every single day is focused, they have patience, as Allah mentions in those attributes that we mentioned in the previous episode, they have patience, they persevere, they're people who are devout, they're people who spend, they're people who are making istighfar, they're truthful in their in their belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those are the people who are focused on the Akhirah, focused on pleasing Allah Azza on building their life in paradise and building their houses and their abodes in Jannah and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala therefore blesses them in this life and in the next. In today's episode we begin with verse number 18 and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions to us the crux of the matter and the most important foundation of this religion and that is his tawheed subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah azawajal says, rajim Shahid Allahu annahu la ilaha illa huwa wal malaikatu wa ulul ilm wa ulul ilm qa'iman bil qist la ilaha illa al azizul hakim Allah عز وجل says that he bears witness that none has the right to be worshiped except him as do the angels and those who have know who have knowledge he upholds justice there is no God worthy of worship except Him, the Almighty, the All-Wise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse, He mentions the most important issue that will help a person to focus their vision, focus their mind, focus what it is that they want to work for in this life. And that is when they understand this statement of the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that the only reason why you are even in this dunya, why Allah created you why you were brought into existence, was to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And that is such a simple issue, but it is something sometimes so difficult to understand, and so difficult to be able to compute. Many of us understand this as Muslims, but still our world or our dunya, or the way that the dunya is, deceives us and overcomes us, so that we're so busy in the daily grind that we often forget about what is the most simple and basic of truths. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't place you in the dunya for you to become a millionaire. Allah Azzawajal didn't place you in the dunya so that you could spend your life building an empire or that you could achieve certain things in terms of your career. All of those things are halal and possible. But the main reason that Allah jal placed you in the dunya is for his worship alone subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you forget that one simple reality, that one principle that is more important than anything else in terms of your existence and your life, and you focus on those things that are less important, then you are losing your way. Then you are not following the path that Allah Azzawajal set down for you. So Allah Subh'anaHu wa Ta-A'la says that Allah bears witness, the angels bear witness, and all of the people bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah Azzawajal alone. Allah Subh'anaHu wa Ta-A'la chooses the, Himself subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah bears witness. And alongside him Allah Azza chooses the greatest of his creation to bear witness alongside him. And that is the angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we know that the angels of Allah Azza are the noblest of creatures that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created for his obedience and worship alone. And so Allah brings their testimony here also, and then the testimony of the people of knowledge. And the people of knowledge, at the head of those people of knowledge, no doubt, are the Prophets and Messengers of Allah Alayhi and then those who follow them in their footsteps seeking knowledge take from that inheritance. And this verse is one of the verses that shows the status of scholarship in Islam, the status of knowledge and seeking Islamic knowledge, and the status of the people of knowledge in our religion. And that is that Allah chose in this testimony to have them alongside Himself, Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, and His noble angels. Allah could have sufficed by saying, Allah testifies and His angels. Or Allah could have sufficed by saying that Allah testifies His angels, the prophets and messengers and left it there. But Allah added and included the people of knowledge. And the people of knowledge are those people who, are take, who have taken from the inheritance of the prophets of Allah. As the Prophet told us Wasallam, that the prophets of Allah do not leave behind as their inheritance gold or silver, but rather they leave behind as their inheritance knowledge. So whosoever takes from it, has taken something which is a great share. So when you seek knowledge, you learn about your religion. One of the greatest aspects of that knowledge and that religion is to learn about your Lord Subhanahu wa ta'ala learning about Allah Azza wa Jal, belief in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and everything it comprises of, believing in all of the different aspects of Iman, believing in the names of Allah and the attributes of Allah Azza wa and understanding them. All of this is something which brings you closer to Allah Azza wa jal. And the greater that you, although closer that you come to Allah Azza wa jal, the greater your knowledge, the greater your Iman in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and inshallah, the greater your focus and your ability to work in a way that is pleasing to Allah Azza wa jal. And that is why the scholars of Islam, from the times of the companions, رضي الله مجمعين, until our time today, dedicated their whole lives to studying this religion. We have stories in our tradition, in our history, of how the companions and the scholars who followed them would travel, sometimes for months at a time, just simply to learn and seek knowledge. No money, no family, no friends, alone traveling, only to learn the religion of Allah some of the scholars of Islam left their homes and they travelled across the Muslim world of their time, that known Muslim world of that time, and it would take them years before they were able to come back home. Because they would go from one land to another, and in each land they're staying there for a number of months, studying with the scholars, learning, writing, memorizing, then moving on to the next land because now it's easier to continue going and closer than to go back home and start the journey again. This is a time when there's no aeroplanes, no, no ships aren't very common. Most people are walking or they're on camels or they're on uh, donkeys or whatever they're on. It's a very primitive way of traveling, very difficult and arduous journeys in the heat of the desert, different terrains, different times, different and all of this simply to seek the knowledge of this religion and then writing and authoring and codifying and bringing all of that knowledge together and teaching it so that knowledge would continue to go from one generation to another generation. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honors the people of knowledge in this religion. Allah Jalla lifts their status and raises them. As Allah Jalla says elsewhere in the Quran, amanu utu'l Allah Jalla raises the levels of the people of iman and the people of knowledge amongst you in station. And so Allah honors the people of knowledge here. The most important thing in our religion is this statement of La ilaha illallah. It is the crux and foundation of Islam. It is the message that every single prophet and messenger was sent with. And it is the very cause of our revelation and the reason for our existence. This statement of La ilaha illallah, when Allah wanted to emphasize its importance, Allah called a number of witnesses the first and greatest of those witnesses is himself subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is sufficient and enough. But Allah further emphasizes it with the angels and their noble status. And then Allah further emphasizes it with the people of knowledge. And that is to show to us the importance of this knowledge of tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And therefore from the unfortunate things in our time amongst many of our Muslim brothers and sisters and in our communities is how lax we have become when it comes to the knowledge of Tawheed, when it comes to studying Allah's rights and his worship, and our belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the way that we should correct our belief when it comes to our religion, that is something which often is now neglected in our communities, and is considered to be an archaic type of knowledge, or something which isn't very important. And instead people focus on other aspects of Islamic learning, such as, character development, such as worship, such as fiqh, such as hadith and so on. And no doubt, without a doubt, these are all extremely important and essential in terms of our religion. But there is nothing more important and more essential than learning your belief in Allah Didn't we just mention at the beginning of Surah Ali Imran that those people who don't understand the Qur'an correctly will follow ambiguous verses And they won't understand them in the context of the clear verses. So in terms of their belief, in terms of the names and attributes of Allah Azza Wajal, in terms of core aspects of their religion, they will be misguided. What's the reason for that? One of the major reasons is because they have understood correctly La ilaha illallah in terms of its full depth of meaning and all of the different sciences and knowledge that is associated with it. And so Allah Azza Wajal here tells us. To focus on this statement and everything that it means, La ilaha إلا هو العزيز الحكيم. There is no god worthy of worship except Allah. He is the Almighty, the All Wise. In verse number nineteen, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala then continues and He says, In the day of the Last <laughs> Judgment, there will be a dispute between them. وَمَنْ بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ سريع الْحِسَابَ The true religion in Allah's eyes is Islam. Those who were given the scripture disagreed out of rivalry. Only after they had been given knowledge. If anyone denies Allah's revelations, indeed Allah will take them swiftly into account. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the only the only religion in the sight of Allah that is acceptable to Allah جل, is Islam. And Islam is the religion that Allah sent each and every single Prophet and Messenger with. One of the common misconceptions that people have is Islam only started with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And yes, when we say Islam, that's what we mean in our context and our understanding because every everything else was abrogated by the coming of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi But we also believe that each and every single Prophet at their time, with the true message that they were given by Allah جل, they also called to Islam. And they also call to Tawheed, and they also call to La ilaha illallah, and that is why when Allah Azza wa Jalla says, Inna Allah in Islam, the true religion in Allah's eyes is Islam. That doesn't discount Musa alayhi salam in his time, or Isa alayhi salam in his time, or Ibrahim alayhi salam in his time, or Nuh alayhi salam in his time, or any of the other prophets and messengers of Allah alayhi as all of them were Muslims, all of them followed Islam, and no doubt the Prophet ﷺ is the greatest of messengers and his revelation is the final of revelations. وَمَغْتَلَفَ utul kitab Allah says, but those who were given the scripture disagreed. Illa min بَعْدِ Didn't disagree until after the knowledge was given to them. Meaning once they saw the truth, they had the signs, they had that knowledge, they disagreed. And it is out of rivalry, out of jealousy, out of the fact that the Prophet SallAllahu Alaihi Wasallam wasn't from Bani Israel, but rather he was sent from the Arabs and so on. Allah says, and whosoever disbelieves in the signs of Allah جل, then Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will swiftly hold them to account. In verse number 20, Allah then continues and says, فَاِنْ حاجوك فَقُلْ أَسْلَمْتُ وَجْهِيَ لِلَّهِ وَمَنِ وَقُلْ لِلَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ وَالْأُمِّيِّينَ أَأَسْلَمْتُمْ فَإِنَّ أَسْلَمُوا فَقَدْ اِهْتَدَوْا وَإِنْ تَوَلَّوْا فَإِنَّمَا عَلَيْكَ الْبَلَاغِ وَاللَّهُ بَصِيرٌ بِالْعِبَادِ If they argue with you, then say, I have devoted myself to Allah alone, and so have my followers. Ask those who are given the scripture as well, as those without one, do you two devote yourselves to him alone? If they do they will be guided, but if they turn away, your only duty is to convey the message indeed Allah is all aware of his servants. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being told here that when you come to the people of the scripture and others, the Quraysh, the Arabs, the polytheists, and you discuss your religion and you tell them about Allah Azza wa Jal and you establish the evidence and the proof upon them, then they will dispute with you, and they will argue with you, and they will seek to cause this debate to manifest itself with you. فَإِنْ حَاجُوكَ And if they do so, فَقُلْ أَسْلَمْتُ to لِلَّهِ Say that I have devoted myself to Allah alone. many And so have my followers. And that is because Islam, as we've said before, means to submit yourself to Allah Azza in devotion, in worship, in love, in tawheed. And so Allah Azza says and instructs the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that if they wish to dis- disregard this religion, they wish to deny, to reject the revelation of Allah and His signs and His messages and His tawheed, then say to them, as for me, my followers, we have submitted ourselves to Allah And then ask them the same thing. Have you truly submitted to Allah to worshipping Allah Azza Wajal alone, الكتاب, say to the people of the scripture, Wal the Ummiyin are those who don't have a scripture, like the Arabs and the others who didn't have scriptures, didn't have prophets and messengers that were sent to them before. They weren't like the Jews and the Christians and others. They are known as Al Ummiyin, meaning the unlettered ones, meaning the ones without a divine book and scripture to read from. Have you also submitted yourselves to Allah Azzawajal? Fain Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if they have submitted to the tawheed of Allah, then they have been guided. But if they turn away, they refuse, they reject, then your duty is only to convey, indeed Allah is well aware of that which they do. This was the reality of the Prophet in his da'wah to the people of his time, his call to the Arabs of Quraysh and the other Arabs of Arabia in general, and then later on to the Jewish and Christian peoples and nations and tribes that lived in Arabia and beyond, his call to them was to submit themselves to Allah Azza wa in the manner that Allah Azza wa dictates. Because everyone will say that we submit to Allah, we believe in Allah, we believe in God, but it is the way that Allah Azza wa wants you to believe that determines whether that belief is correct or not. And Allah Jalla has determined, as we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, La ilaha illahu, that none should be worshipped except Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do you submit or do you not? Those who submit to this have been guided. And those who refuse and reject, then they are the ones who have turned away. And it is only the role of the prophets and messengers and those who follow them to convey the message, to tell them the importance of Tawheed, to show to them the path that they need to follow. The actual act of acceptance or rejection is something which is down to them. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala then says in verse twenty one, "Inna al-ladheena yakfurun bi-ayatillahi wa yaktulun an-nabiin bi-ghairihaqiu wa yaktulun al-ladheena yaamurun bil-qist min al-nas, f-bashirhum, f-bashirhum bi-ghazab alim." Give news of agonizing torment to those who ignore Allah's revelations who justifi- justifiably kill the prophets and who kill those who command that justice is done. Allah Azzawajal says that those who disbelieve, those who reject, those who turn away, they are the ones who not only reject Allah Azzawajal and turn away from His signs and His revelations, but they are the ones who also kill their prophets and murdered them. As we know before, as we mentioned before, that Allah Azzawajal mentions that amongst the previous nations were those who killed their own prophets and murdered them. And according to the scholars of Islam, the Prophet Zakaria and Yahya are examples of this, that they were killed and murdered by their own people. What a heinous crime, not only to reject Allah and to reject the message of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, but then to kill the prophets and messengers that Allah sends. Just as the Quraysh tried to do on multiple occasions with our Prophet, alayhi they tried to assassinate him, they tried to kill him, and that's because once they have disbelieved in Allah جل, then everything else is something which they consider to be insignificant. nas And they kill those who command people to uphold justice. Meaning not only the prophets and messengers of Allah, but their followers as well. They're killing them, they're fighting them, they're being adversaries towards them. Give them the news that they will have the worst of all punishments. In the final verse, in verse number 22 of this page, Allah then says, أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ حَبِطَتْ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ The deeds of such people will come to nothing in this world and in the next no one will help them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will render all of their acts null and void and that is because they lacked iman and they did that which Allah azza wa prohibited and they performed and committed the, the most evil of deeds and the most major of sins. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cause all of the actions in this world to be nullified and therefore in the akhirah, they will have nothing to their name and no one will come to their aid or to their help. And with that inshaAllah ta'ala we come to the end of today's episode. Barakallahu Fikum wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim